Michigan University in the area of religious studies and history and I'm just thrilled uh, because um, I have a number of friends that have decided to meet together and do some discussion about some ways to think about issues of social concern. We have gathered together for a number of years now a number of my academic friends and we always uh, talk about the questions that face us as members of society from an academic point of view. And it struck me that a lot of the things that are controversial could come to a peaceful resolution if people constructively think about the positions and about the communications about those positions that they take. So tonight I want to get into some of these kinds of questions uh, the kind of questions we're going to get in the series consist of things like loneliness. Why are people in our society, not just here in the United States, but really in the industrial world and, and modern, postmodern world, why are we so lonely? What kind of problems do we have with communication? Questions involving racism. Why it's so such a rampant and heavy question uh, for us in our society. And homelessness. Uh, I intend to bring guests and visitors who can speak about these things, their own experience about these things. And so that's the point of this podcast series. So tonight I actually have the privilege of one of my friends who I've been in communication with over the years, Dan, who's a philosopher, and I'll let him say more about himself. But our position is not to tell you what to think, but to question the premises that some of these social issue questions um, have and what the consequences of our responses to these social issues are. So um, with no further said, nothing further to say, I'll turn it over to Dan to introduce himself. Dan. Great. Uh, well, thank you, Mark. Um, it is uh, good to be here. My name is Daniel Propson, and I'm a professor at Oakland University. I teach philosophy there, and I live here in Detroit with uh, with my six children, I, I have a large, stereotypical Catholic family, and I, I, I live here with my wife, Priscilla, and I am here in this podcast, I would say, both because Mark asked, um, and because there's just a lot of, a lot of connection, you know, when, when I study philosophy, uh, philosophy from the framework I come at it from, I study Plato a lot. Um, philosophy is all about communication. And this isn't a philosophy podcast, but I, I think that communication and being understood is just an absolutely critical thing in the life of any human being, to be able to be heard, to be able to communicate, to be able to be understood. Um, and I think that there's a uh, serious disconnect um, that many people uh, in society experience in terms of, of being understood. Um, and there's some interesting reasons why that is. There are, there are some cases where, you know, there might be arguments to say that we shouldn't try and understand certain people. 
um, or certain types of people. And I think over the course of podcasts, I think some of these discussions uh, will be had. Um, and, you know, I think that it's really important to engage uh, that kind of issue um, here in a discussion between friends. Um, I think there's also a lot of curiosity that people have today about different ways that they could think about the world, uh, about different traditions, uh, and about how to think about the world in the absence of, of various traditions that have um, sort of shaped and molded people's um, lives in, you know, previous centuries of history. But there's a, a sort of question, what, how can we remake things, um, or how should we approach life? And, and I want to engage those issues um, without necessarily knowing what the answers are. Great, Dan. We're, uh, I hope everyone realizes that a man with six kids coming on a weekday night to share his thoughts is an amazing thing. And uh, so... Uh, uh, amazing or irresponsible. <laughs> well, Dan, so. we're glad you're here for either reason. Uh, <laughs> That's we, good to know, Mark. We think, Dan, that, that uh, you brought up some good questions. Uh, and um, that's really what we're trying to do tonight. We're trying to give some dialogue. We're trying to give a bridge or a platform for us to talk together. So tonight, uh, we have a guest with us. This guest is named Roy. He is from India. And uh, he is a research engineer who has moved here um, I don't know how recently here to the U.S., but certainly oh, has it's a, been six years. Yeah. Six years, right, uh, Roy? Um, and um, so he has a perspective uh, on um, a topic that we want to talk about tonight, and that is, what exactly do we mean by spirituality? As a professor of comparative religion uh, and religious studies at Eastern Michigan University, I hear this all the time: people are spiritual, but they're not religious. And so I want to explore that question and uh, do that with Roy to give his perspective. Uh, maybe he can speak a little bit about, you know, um, what he considers himself, uh, what his background in coming from India um, presented to him as spirituality, as religion, uh, and what he's encountered here uh, in the United States uh, along those lines. So. Roy, I'll just turn it over to you, and then um, we'll see what develops. Thanks, Mike. Hi, everyone. This is Roy. Uh, I currently working as a research engineer, and I moved to U.S. six years ago from India for my studies. And uh, after that, I've been around this area. I I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of friends around here from different communities. Um, originally, I'm from India, so I come from Hindu family and uh, like uh, my childhood the way I grew up I grew up in a Hindu family Hindu traditions and I, I kind of remember that how valuable everything was for me it still is but how much I was attached to it um, I was I was raised in uh, I went to the school which was a Catholic school for 12 years but I wonder when I look back that like I was being raised in the family, going to school for 12 years for a Catholic school, but it was, it was never about religion. Like, like when we went to the school, it was just about education. Like that, and that's very interesting that, that I did not have a lot of impact f 
from going to a, a Catholic school. Uh, so my religion of Hinduism still in, stay intact with me. And the way I was growing up, I, I started asking questions about uh, like, what do I want to be and what do I want from life? Uh, the practices of religion and the rituals, everything what I'm following, uh, why I'm doing that? And in the middle of that, when I moved to U.S. for my studies, I, I, I get a chance to meet a lot of her friends. Um, in, my in my college town, there were a couple of churches around where I used to go there very often, like uh, twice a week, let's say. Mostly to socialize it there because you don't have a lot of friends around there in this new country. But when you go there, you f in the church, you find everybody is so welcoming, so warming, and you're like, this is amazing. I didn't expect this to find these friends um, all over in a, in a new place. So you keep going more often, sometimes for free food, for, but for whatever <laughs> reason, you just find, you just found, find yeah. a, like a, like a family there and it, it was amazing. And then for my work when I moved to this place uh, here close to Detroit, uh, I found another community there, which is again, Christian community, but very warming and very friendly. So among all of those things, I think I was not never exploding religion. I was exploding uh, people's contact, how, how, how warming they are, how, how nice they are. So being in uh, around the Detroit area, meeting all the nice people around here, and if not for this community, I, I, I don't know how uh, much how many people would I have met and would have known only like a like a ten people in my circle. Uh, so it really helped me to expand uh, my circle and know people more and more. And one of the things which kept me coming back to it because the people were really so nice. And why I'm still telling this again and again because like I used to be surprised are they actually nice or they pretend to be nice but well <laughs> if you know them for over a year you get to know that they are actually nice so so i was always wondering what or is really the good actors oh maybe yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so so after all of this i i i also uh, was like let, let's give it a try uh let's go to church and uh, pray to god because i believe in like in God and I would like to pray wherever I can and uh, so currently I call myself a spiritual uh, and it was not always like that but when I start questioning myself more and more in terms of like what I want why I'm doing anything and it and I never got an answer why I'm doing a particular Hindu ritual apart from because my parents told me so uh, when I go to church, why I'm uh, praying to this God and praying to bring this song because everybody is doing so. So I, I never had an answer for myself, like why I am doing this thing and how does this is what I want or important to me. And then I feel like in that moment when I kind of like ask myself, do a lot of a self-reflection, I realized that like I do want to believe in God, higher power. I do want to be close to have a connection with the God. But if I can't choose between one or the other or the third or any, why not just 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 don't choose? Just 
just pray to whoever it is and then the mode of prayer instead of uh, the Hinduism way, way or a Christian way just became like trying to find quietness, peace inside uh, and then connecting, trying to connect to, this, to, to the higher power uh, without visualizing what form it could be and then trying to just find peace inside and then it was very easy to me, it came very 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 easy and it felt very satisfied and I feel like I, I still have connection with God, I still, but I don't have to choose between one or the other and the reason why I don't have to choose because like I don't know what is true, why one religion or the other, what they tell, like, like it could be true, it could not be true, I don't know. So it just gave me a way out, a simple path to seek spirituality where I am right now. That's, that's great. That's, that's exactly what I think we're trying to do in these podcasts is talk to people about these kinds of questions, um, hear what they have to say, and my sense, uh, and I think Dan would agree with me on this and some of the other professors that I think are going to be um, uh, also co-hosting this, that we're trying to make sense out of the world. And we're trying to make sense, in this case, out of what spirituality is. And so I think you put your finger on it. Dan, you want to uh, say anything, ask anything at this point, comment? I have a few questions, unless you want to go ahead and, um, you know, start off with uh, a question or a comment? Sure. Um, so, uh, Roy, I heard you talking about, like, uh, the... You know, there's conflicts between different religions and they have like different doctrines, different things you're supposed to believe, things you're not supposed to believe, and so on and so forth. And, and it's, you know, I think you found it helpful to cut through that by saying, you know, there is a higher power. Right. Um, but sort of the details about religious practice aren't what matters here. There's some other role uh, that uh, the higher power or God can, can play, mm -hmm. uh, not mediated by religion. Um, and I guess one of the questions that I have is, uh, what do you take to be the character of the higher power that you believe in? What what is this being like? Um, what, uh, you know, because, you know, there could be a higher power that, you know, wants mass, de mass destruction of everything or, or whatever, right? So, right? so how do you get to uh, a notion of a higher power that is specific enough to guide uh, decent human conduct? You know, like being like kind, loving people, but not, you know, so specific as to get into, uh, you know, religious practices. So I guess what is, what is this higher power like in your, in your mind? <clears throat> yes, uh, that's 
It's a very fair question. Uh, <clears throat> I think, I think all of us, or the most of us, sorry, most of us, to, to connect to something, higher power or anybody, they, 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 they need to visualize or, or feel something like, what is that? Just by saying higher power is not enough. Mm -hmm. I, I also mm -hmm. tried like, uh, like, first of all, like in Hinduism, because I was more tied to one particular guy, mm -hmm. because my parents somehow told that, like this, that's what they used to pray. I was like, okay, that's the best God. Yeah, yeah. In Hinduism, yeah. there are thousands of gods, thousands of it. Yeah. And then, so I, I chose one of them. But then I was like, okay, if I'm praying to this god, and, and I was like a very ardent supporter, and if one day I don't pray and I and eat before praying, I would cry. I, I was that much like a religious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I was like, what if I'm praying to this god? What about the other gods? So am I doing a justice to one god, if not to other gods? So, when I was praying to Jesus, then I realized that in in Bible also it says this: if you can pray to this God, if you pray anything else, any idol, you're praying to devil. Mm. I was told by one of my friends that if you pray to any other three D figure, idol, anything, uh, that that's like a uh, you're praying to devil. So I was like, then. Either I am doing justice, making one happy, or the other sad, and other way around. Mm. So, why not just have nobody to pray, just the higher power to pray? Uh, what does it look like to me? I tried not visualizing anything, but I couldn't succeed. I realized I am as weak a human being as uh, generally people are. We all are, no matter how strong we are. We are not the strongest being, like, like we all need something more. In terms of that, if I tell myself I'm weak and I need a higher power in my life, then maybe I, I look for some kind of like a, a light coming out from a, from a source. Mm -hmm. For no reason, I cannot justify why I think that, think that way. It, I just feel, it just feels right to me. So, so, and then why higher power? Because there has been a lo lot of moments in my life when I feel like this, like I was so sick, I'm gonna die. And then I pray to God that somehow just save me for this night. Uh, tomorrow, uh, you know, just save me one more day and then next day, I survived that night. Mm -hmm. And then it was very difficult to survive because I was in a situation where uh, ate a bunch of painkillers and all those things, uh, but the pain was so immense that I, I felt like I'm gonna die. I called my parents and I'm gonna die this, this night, but but I survived because I was praying to God. Mm -hmm. Okay, whom I was praying, I don't know. I was praying to a God. So that's where I feel a higher power. I don't know what it looks like. I try to pray everybody. So if in front of me Jesus is there, I would pray to Jesus. If there is in front of me a Hindu God is there or any God is there, I would pray to that. Mm -hmm. It is irrelevant to me to me it's like a higher power exists because he saved me and then I sh would like to pray to him or her or it and then what does it look like I don't know so I have to just find something that whom what does it look like maybe a light, light source something like that but like I am more of like a scientific person in a way that everything I do I kind of question it and then if something you would tell me that, hey, uh, you give, tell me something new which I don't know, 
and you prove that thing. I would kind of, I, I would just change all of my opinion and believe you. Or like, like, like take it. I would not argue with you. I would say, yes, you're right because you have proven it. Mm -hmm. But if something you would say and you can't prove that, so my reply to you would be, yes, you could be right, absolutely. Or you could be wrong. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What it's if it's up to my faith, my belief that I want, I trust you, so I would trust everything you would say. So everything becomes a matter of trust to me. Like if you tell me that why we should pray to uh, this God or in Hinduism, because no reason, we, nobody can prove that because of you believe in that. Mm -hmm. So same thing when I was praying to Jesus also. I I couldn't. There was no way to prove that this I'm doing is right or wrong. It just like believe it and just do it. But I, I feel like I couldn't continue for long because I was always questioning myself that how do I know what I'm doing is right? Mm -hmm. And then the, the spirituality comes like an like a easy way out. Like there I don't have to question. I want to pray. Uh, if anything wrong happens, I, just, I want to pray. The first thing I do is pray. And I just close my eyes and I just pray. Mm -hmm. Pray to some God, some higher power. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not choosing whom I'm praying. I'm just praying to some higher power. Can I, can I just ask, um, so Roy, uh, is there an advantage to actually being religious, you know, actually joining a religion as opposed to just kind of staying out of it and only praying when you have a need? In other words, I, it seems like if you're not going to be in the religion and you're going to, you know, see the advantages of living a good life and believing that there is a higher power or something like that, are, are, is there an advantage then to actually committing or being identified with a religion, would you say? One is advantage is that if I know that religion is wrong, then I got an answer. But I don't know. What if that is right? So by being there, at least you... I'm telling myself that if this is right, well, I'm there. Yeah. So it's something like because I don't know it's right and wrong. Mm -hmm. So if you know it's wrong, you would dissociate yourself from that. Mm -hmm. If you know it's absolutely right, you would attach it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a complete faith in in, in particular religion, you would relate yourself completely. So by not knowing. It's like every day's struggle, what is right? And what is right means what is wrong. It means everything could be right or wrong. So you, it's difficult to completely attach or difficult to completely detach from that. So one, giving a benefit of doubt, whether it works for so many, it may work for me too. Why not being a religion? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I, um, I think that's about where as I understand the statistics, something like 80% of Americans, for example, under the age of 20, really aren't committed to a religion. They may have a name and they may have a kind of a, you know, a background, but they haven't been convinced that they should identify themselves with one religion or another. Um, do, do you see any differences, let's say, between where you are and where a lot of young people are among the millennials because that's that's about that's what I hear a lot from the millennials 
Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like there's a like a being in religion and practicing religion. I, uh, that, uh, or like it's like saying that oh, uh, like currently I am a Hindu. If I have to put on a legal paper what is a religion, I would definitely say I'm Hindu mm -hmm. because I born that way. I didn't, I never, I never change it. So, like, like just my name. Unless I change my name, my name is what my parents gave me. So unless I change my religion, my religion is what my parents gave me or what I was born with. The same way, I feel like people in the currently in millennials. I'm like, I, am I? I think I'm millennial too. So we'll catch you. I would like to be a lot. There's a lot more young people than millennials now, Mark. That's that's what I thought. That's they true. get much younger. Gen, that's Gen true. Z or something. That's yeah, that's I'm not sure the name. The Generation Z's. Yes, they um, sound like they're sleeping. <laughs> so. Uh, all of these things uh, needs so much of thinking that the way I did, if you don't want to do so much of thinking, why not just uh, like uh, choose one and go with it the way my parents chose me this religion, so I am this religion, right? Belongs to this religion. Same way, if I don't want to think so much, the other side is that, well, let's not, let's not choose anything. Like if somebody would say as a millennial that, well, what does your parents follow religion? And they could say, oh, I'm Catholic or I'm Christian. But they're like, I don't want to think so much, so I don't need to practice it so much. When it comes to that, when it matters, then when it, maybe at the time of marriage, your partner may ask you, are you practicing Christian or not? Then they can always revisit. And they always can tell that, hey, I am a Christian. But till that time, the need arrives you don't necessarily have to go through all these questions just because it's not important to a specific person. So is, there any, so is there any advantage to being religious, to actually belonging to a religion? As a human being, we all, we all like to be in a community and there is, there is a, so many reasons why. It is, I think it is our inherent, most of us, the way we are born, our natural instinct uh, for also, it's a survival mode also, the way people like to stick together. Uh, I think this is also one of the reasons why uh, that you would like to be identified rather than stay secluded. So, okay, these are a few reasons, but what I'm not focusing on, I'm assuming which is given, is that I have been to so many uh, sermons both in Hinduism and Christian, and every time when I go there, the, the, the talks would happen. Those were the most beautiful part of it. Like even in Christianity, when I was keep going to one after another talk, because every single topic they were discussing, love this week, anger the other week, jealousy, Humility and all of these things topics when we discussed I was like exactly I was able to relate it so much Though I was not able to relate so much in as a Jesus Christ But they're talking in reference to Jesus Christ, but the subject matter was so valuable I feel like every human being this is what isn't this what we all wanted isn't this what all makes our life beautiful and if it comes through whatever ways just it's beautiful
Well, thanks for listening, folks. Um, just wanted to let you know about a website that says more about me and what I'm doing called markwitters.com. And let you know also about a, a couple of books that I've written, one in 2017 and one that's coming out uh, this year. The one in 2017, that one is called Memoirs of an Unfinished Tale. The one that is coming out this year is called Memoirs of How It All Started. So uh, hope to see you next week and uh, hope to interest you in how to reconnect the threads of our lives and society.